Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show with Yolanda and Vanessa. Good evening, everyone. Um, this is a session that we have called Real Table Talk, where after we finished up with our um, guests on the uh, our main interview, we like to gather back and have general conversations. And today we're going to be speaking with Amani. She just um, finished up her session, and we're going to be talking about um, women, women and being able to stop in a time of COVID and focusing back on your inner self. All right, ladies. Hey, um, Amina? Yeah. With, I know with your products and your home life and having your, um, your baby, what is the main thing that you think is important right now with COVID and women being at home and trying to get back to yourself? Because right now we don't have time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think during this time, because I had my baby in January, so that was like right, right, right before COVID hit. Um, and it was, it was pretty tough for me because Right after my six weeks and like she was approved to go outside and just after being pregnant for nine months, just when I thought that we can get outside, outside shut down. So it was, it was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm pregnant again. (laughs) But but, um, I was grateful for that time because it forced me to sit down and look at the different things that was going on in my life and in my relationship. And um, I think that is that is why we tend to stay in a lot of relationships too long. And not just even relationship with a lover, friendships too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it forced me, family, family relationships too. I, I, if I can reflect back. It forced me to look at every relationship that I had with everyone in my life. I mean, down from my lover to my mother to my grandmother, everybody. And um, all those different relationships were kind of draining. Not to say that they were toxic, um, but it was just draining. And I wasn't taking any time to myself. I wasn't. I wasn't at all on top of me being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, my pregnancy was really tough. I was sick every day. I feel every your pain. Day. <laughs> I mean, from morning to night, mm-hmm. I, and multiple times throughout the day. I was sick. I lost weight. It was stressful. I just started looking pale. It was just terrible. Terrible. Um, but she's beautiful. She took all my beauty. This is all my (laughs) But um, that's what that's what it did. It it just forced me to reevaluate a lot of relationships. Um, I reevaluated what I even wanted from life, like the things that I thought that I wanted didn't want them anymore. So I'm I'm grateful for COVID. And you also made a good point, um, reevaluating just 
not our surroundings, but our inner self. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's very important because it forced us to just look at ourselves and say, hey, what is it that is really going on? Because you can still, even though you're at home, you can still find yourself being so busy that you forget about self. Mm-hmm. So, and I think. Yep, I think. Something. Sorry. Oh, no, go right ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, I think we, um, we, we force ourselves to stay busy. Uh, just so we don't have to face certain things, certain thoughts. Um, sometimes we may not even want to go home. <laughs> it may not have nothing to do with, you know, the people in your home. But maybe you just don't even want to go home. You don't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm guilty of keeping myself really busy. Because mm-hmm. I tend to stress myself out with things that I know... I probably shouldn't be stressing about, like, keeping the house perfectly clean, doing laundry constantly. Like, I try to find something that I pick them out to do Mm -hmm. almost every single day. But I'm like, I got to stop doing that because I don't get time for myself. And I spend most of my time either cleaning or a little bit of time trying to play with my kids. But it's no structured me time and when I do get me time I'm so exhausted that I can't really focus on myself or what I want out of life or my future for myself or what do I might want to go back to school for those things I don't have time to think about it and I think it's mainly because part of me doesn't want to think about it but I understand what you're saying. I mean, I think a lot of moms, especially the ones that I've talked to, we all are just worn out from doing the other Mm -hmm. stuff that we don't necessarily need to be doing. But when it comes time for ourselves, we rather sacrifice it for our kids when really, if we're not whole and well-balanced ourselves, we can't expect our kids to be well-balanced and take care of themselves either. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. And also, too, I I think that um, a lot of times we do allow ourselves to stay in a relationship or in a job because we know that what to expect. And if we try to make that change to better ourselves, we, we're afraid. So it, it's being able to take that step and say, I can do this. Um, but then in order to even do that, we have to first take our time and say, hey, what is wrong with this picture? What can I do to make it better? Mm-hmm. A lot of times um, it's also being a, a, a addicted to um what is the word i'm looking for attracted to addiction is what is what i'm trying to say so when you feel like you need somebody for example talking about a relationship you become addicted to that person and not even realize that the love is long gone the love is long gone the respect is long gone 
but you now have become addicted to being used to just that person, being used to them. You feel comfortable. You're addicted to that comfort, comfortability, and you're afraid to change because you fear the unknown. And so that in itself is um, it strains on, especially women. We always feel like we have to be so loyal to the people in our lives, not even just a lover. We just feel like we have to be so loyal to the people in our life without before they even prove themselves. And that in itself is straining, draining, um, and it really takes a toll on your mental. Yeah, and I think it's more with women than it is with men because we are the caregivers as far as the emotion. Um, not always the financial caregiver, but we are the emotional caregiver of the house, home, and the relationship. Right. Right. too, there's a lot more people um, realizing that we need the spiritual balance mm-hmm. in our lives with God and with our bodies in general. Because if we don't have that balance, your emotional level is completely off. And whenever you want to be like happy and your aura cleaned and cleared, it's not going to happen until you have your center. And finding your center, sometimes you need help. Right, right. I agree. You have to start with God through everything um, or else it, it won't work. <laughs> because if that's not in that, if that's not the path that God laid out for you, then it's, you might as well not even try. It's not going to work. It's true. And a lot of times we look for that spiritual um, inner peace in other people and in <laughs> things, and that's not where that peace comes from. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, when I have my baby, they always say, you know, postpartum depression, watch out for it. Mm-hmm. And like what you said, we go through it and don't even realize because mm-hmm. I think when we think of depression, we think of moping around, mm-hmm. um, sad all the time. And that's, we have to get rid of that stereotypical view on depression because depression could be anything that makes you not feel happy. Or anything that messes with your peace is some form of depression. And I was in denial after I had my baby that, you know, I was going through an emotional change. Because I felt fine. I looked fine. But I wasn't satisfied. There was something that just wasn't, it just wasn't hitting my, I don't know, it just wasn't satisfied. And that was another thing that helped me um, come up with my business is that I didn't feel like I had anything that I was really fighting for, especially now that I have my baby. It's like, what, what, what's your mom? <laughs> what does your mom do? Oh, she just goes to work. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with just, you know, being a working mom. But that's not what I want. I want to leave my daughter something. I want to 
to pass down a craft. Nope, none of the women in my family before were making soap <laughs> or making oils or selling yoni eggs. They weren't doing any of that. They were just working and taking care of kids. And I kind of want to break that cycle. I would like for, you know, my daughter have a birthday party. I'm doing a soap workshop or something. That's totally different. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's something different. It's something to pass down. And it was also something um, to, to just do in the house. So like I said, as soon as our six weeks was up for me and my babies, then outside went on lockdown. So I really was just like, oh, my God, like I'm going to rip every strand of hair out of my head. <laughs> this is crazy. I didn't even tell me I had to sit down for nine months, then sit down for another six weeks. And now I have to sit down indefinitely. <laughs> I had to find something to do and something fast. And not only, you know, was it just something to add to my business. But it actually is peaceful for me. It's really relaxing to make soap. Like, if I could just make soap all day, then count that as, like, my full-time job, I would totally do it. It's, it's really relaxing for me. And that's it, finding that one thing that not just that you're good at, but makes you feel at peace. Thank you, um... What, what, um, what advice would you have, um, what advice could you give to women who are saying, well, I think that could be me. No, that's really not me. You know, I don't fit in that category, but what would you say to women that are going through the postpartum? Because I know several friends that are, um, in their last trimester now, and, and we have yeah. several listeners out there as well. Um, what advice would you give them? Um, I would say the first thing to identify is what did you like to do before you started feeling like this? And it's easier said than done. Because even when I asked myself that question, I still just could not muster up the strength to do anything, not even meditate. It was just so nerve-wracking. Um, and the first thing I did was go for a walk. That is a very, and I had to muster up the strength to do that. I had to tell myself, okay, put the baby in the stroller, go put on some workout clothes, and just go for a walk, and just go get some sunlight. And I literally fought myself, even putting on my shoes, oh, I do not feel like doing this, but let me just try something different. And for me, just kept talking myself to going for that one walk, it turned into every day. Mm-hmm. And by me taking that walk every day, then I was able to go back into my meditation. So now I'm taking my walk. I'm doing my meditation. Now I'm able to be creative. I'm thinking of things. My old self is slowly coming back. And as I was able to slowly get back into the things that I was doing, I started getting all these creative ideas for my business. I started getting creative uh, ideas on things to sell. I didn't even really know what to sell Mm. at first. At at first, when I first thought of everything, I knew I wanted to do self-care, but self-care what? So 
my first advice that I would give is just go for a walk. As simple as that sounds, go for a walk by yourself. Go for a walk with your baby. Do not bring anybody with you. Don't bring any girlfriends, no partners, nothing. Just yourself for the first couple of times. And it will really work wonders. It really, really just helped me get out of that funk that I was in. Just getting outside, going for a walk. And it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. Just even if it's 10 to 15 minutes, get your blood pumping, get some sunlight. And I'm telling you, it, it, it you'll see the difference. And the thing, too, is... Um I see and I've read about that a lot of women don't realize that their postpartum can last for years after having a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a couple of months after. It can be years. Your child could be six or seven years old and you're still suffering from postpartum. Yeah. And, and I feel like what postpartum is, like I said, it doesn't come with the sadness and the crying. For me, postpartum was facing everything that I was ignoring. Mm -hmm. Everything that I would ignore from like my day-to-day interaction with people, family, my partner, work. When I had my baby and you have to sit down. Once you have your baby, you can't go to work. You can't even go for a walk. You have to sit down. And it made me, it forced me to face everything like all my trauma. And I had to, I had to face it and I had to fix it. I had to go through, write in my journal. That was, oh, that's another thing. I forgot to mention that. I have a journal. I've had a journal since I was a a young little girl. And and back then I called it my diary. But now it's my journal. And that is my best friend. I am completely just raw and uncut in my journal. Because when you're writing in your journal, there's nobody there to judge you. Mm-hmm. There's nobody to tell you, oh, you're wrong. There's nobody to tell you, oh, you're being, you're playing victim. It is just you, that book and your pen, and you just have a ball. I just have a ball writing in my journal about even silly stuff like, oh, this, I mean, oh, this person did this, you know. And I write it down and there's nobody there to judge you. So along with writing in my journal and going for a walk, those two things was like just the breakthrough that just helped me get out of that funk and just helped me blossom to who I am now. Because even who I am now was not who I was before I was pregnant. Mm, Very true. And, And I think, too, you brought up a good point. We're afraid of being judged and we're mm-hmm. judged. We judge ourselves harder than people do. Uh, we're right. our worst enemy at times. And Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you. We want to thank you for, for taking this time to have the table talk session with us. Um, and to our listeners out there who, um, may have additional questions, please, we're going to list contact information for you. Um, If you want to personally speak um, with us or or with Amani, just 
please reach out to us. Um, thank you again. Thank you for being on the show with us. Thank you for having me. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to the Voice of Many podcast show. If you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our many social media webpages. And please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And we hope to talk to you later.